on tonight's show, we have business owner and entrepreneur, Ralph Diesel. And now, for your host, Cool Park. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode 151. I am your host, Cool Card of the Kicking It With Cool Card Show. Hey, tonight is going to be a treat. Uh, I have a franchisee, a Subway franchisee joining us, and he's here to give you the game if that's something sure. of interest to you. I know it's something of interest to me. I'm always willing and always looking for new knowledge, new business avenues, new new ways of making some money. Like, I'm telling you, don't go anywhere this is going to be a treat. If this is your first time tuning in, I do invite you to subscribe so I can continue giving you the game, giving you this value that my guests bring on here, man. I'm telling you, I have some great guests doing great things and they're willing to be transparent. There's no gatekeeping here. There's no Instagram. There's no, no courses. Well, there may be courses, but listen, this is free game. Right, <laughs> they're still, right, they're still right. businessmen, but this right. is free game. I do this for you. I can't do it without you. I'm telling you. Let's jump right in. I got my man. Listen, you don't want to miss this, man. You, j- you just don't want to miss it. Listen, he goes by the name Ralph Diesel. He's yes, an sir. entrepreneur, businessman, extraordinaire. Let's get into it. Let me stop talking. Let's of course, go. man. Welcome to the show, Ralph Diesel. Of course, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks to you guys for tuning in. Um, I got a lot of gems for you guys, man. I'm, 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 I'm definitely happy to kick it with card and, and, and chop it up, man, and uh, lace you guys with some of this info um, um, that I have in my brain, man, and, and willing to give it out to you guys, man. Yes. Uh, thank you for having me, Card. Appreciate it, man. Oh, no doubt, man. I, I, I will say real quick, though, man, uh, you brought back some great memories with that last photo on the intro, man. That last photo, it really changed my life, man. That was that was my um, that was my first photo um, I ever took. And that photo uh, had me go viral for being the first Sierra Leonean franchisee ever. So that's what's I was up. definitely proud of that moment, man. You really brought back some memories with that. <laughs> of course. That's what's <laughs> up, man. I'm, I'm, course, I'm glad man. I can bring that back for you, you know, for rehash sure. that for sure. That's yes, why you're sir. here, though. We're here to celebrate of course, you, man. your accomplishments, all that you're doing. Thank like, you. Thank you know what I'm saying? And lift some people yep. up with the knowledge of that course. you should be transparent about. And that, that's what of it's course. about. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Before man. we yes, jump sir. into the show, I do like to pray. So, you know, start it off with a prayer if you're cool with that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely great with that, man. Let's get it. Heavenly Father, Lord yeah. Jesus, we just thank you for this moment, for this moment in time. We thank you for allowing Ralph to come on here and be transparent, Lord Jesus. We just thank you for just allowing us to join together, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, and just give people gems, give people value. Lord Jesus, we just thank you for life, love, happiness, just the food on our table, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, just the simple things that we may overlook every day, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus. We just want you to know that we're thankful, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus. We, th- we show gratitude and we, we remain faithful. And the Lord Jesus, and the love that you give yeah. us, and just the mercy that you give us, and, and just everything that you provide for us, Lord Jesus. We just pray and ask, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, humbly that you lift up Takeoff's family, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, and everybody that's involved in that situation and, and that's affected in that situation, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus. Lift them up, give them strength, give them understanding, just let, allow them to feel your love and your mercy. 
at an all-time high right now, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus. We just pray for the state of, of culture, hip-hop, just our people, Lord Jesus. We just pray and ask that we are able to find different resolutions, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, to issues and problems and, and arguments Man. and whatever else we may come up against, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus. We just ask you to save us, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus. Pray and ask that you just lead people to the light, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, and just want more than just fame and accolades and money and, and materialistic things, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus. We just pray and ask that they would seek knowledge and just understanding and wisdom and just get closer to you as well heavenly father lord jesus we just Man. thank you thank you thank you humbly heavenly father lord jesus jesus we give you all the victory all the glory all the love all the praise in your name we pray amen 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 man god first always brother always so for sure always brother man thank you for being here man thank you of for being here um you know you don't have to be here you're like i'm not paying you to be here you you really yep. coming on here wanting to celebrate what you're doing and get yeah. with a game at the same time you know thank you man does a lot about you um of course you know i, I was i was talking on my last show too about you know be, just being able to consistently book people like yourself that are yeah. really actually successful in doing things in their line of work in their field and they've chased their dreams and you know you've had your setbacks and your ups and downs yeah. but you're yeah. here you know and you're thriving and you're willing to share that with people. And it's of a course. blessing. Like, I don't overlook that. I don't take it for granted. I know oh, yeah, it's definitely. all God. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, definitely, man. I know it's all God to, to just be able to have you here to, to bless people with your knowledge. You know, be willing to share that. Yep. Thank you, brother, for real. Of course, man. Thank you, man. You're welcome, man. You're welcome. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, let's jump sure. in, man. So, you, I it. mean, you told me you were born in Atlanta. You had somehow ended up in LA. <laughs> you, you're, you're rooted. Your 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 ancestry is from Sierra Leone. Am I correct, yes, sir? Okay, yes, sir. yeah. We gotta cover all that, man. Oh yeah, man. So so, um, my my upbringing. Um, I'm technically a Grady baby. Was born in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, but a day before my first birthday, man, my mom took the trip out to California, out to out west. Okay. Um, and, and she started her life. She, well, she started her new life out here the day before my first birthday. Um, and my mom is a immigrant um, single mother okay. from Sierra Leone, West Africa. Now, not only is she from Sierra Leone, West Africa, um, she's not from the city. She's from the villages of Sierra Leone. Wow. So. That's another layer of, of obstacle that needs to be hurdled. You can be a city kid and you have a lot of opportunities there right. in order to and better and, and enrich your life. She came from lower than that, man. And wow. um, I was raised by her and my grandmother. Uh, my mother brought her out here in the, to America in order to help raise us while she went out to uh, work and put food on the table. Okay. Um, and, and during that process, man, of me being raised by my grandmother, um, that's what heavily cultured me into my Sierra Leone culture. Because, yeah. one, um, without me being able to learn our native tongue, I wouldn't be able to communicate with her. Again, these aren't city people. These are from the villages of Sierra Leone, um, uh, remote areas where they have their own language. So I had to actually learn. Um, they spoke, my, my grandmother spoke no English. Um not non-educated, uh, non-educated. She couldn't um, read the time on the clock, um, couldn't write her name, um, things of that sort. But in yeah. order for me to communicate, I had to learn, learn my native tongue. So I learned that, um, was raised by her. So 
um, the way she, you know, she used to fend, the way she used to fend for herself and provide for her family, she actually did out here during my upbringing in order to bring the rest of my mom's siblings out here to America as well. Um, so, yeah, having to live within that culture, you know, of, of, of smoking fish in my backyard on Crenshaw, you know what I'm saying? This is wow. middle of South Central, but we right. have the whole block smelling like grilled fish because my grandmother was raised by selling that and she will sell that out here to the local Sierra Leone community. Uh, Take that money, save up in order to buy tickets for her children to bring them to America and not suffer back home as well too. So wow. within that process, man, I learned my culture, man. I embraced my culture. Um, I'm one of those ones that was, it was rare for me to know exactly where my lineage um, um, drew to. And um, I embraced it, man. And to this day, man, I represent Crenshaw and Slauson, um, alongside my brother Nipsey Hustle that really made it famous. And I also represent Freetown and Lonsar, Sierra Leone, where my mother and grandmother were made and where they are celebrated. So, yeah, that's me, man. That's my upbringing. That's my background. Dang, when you say, hey, when they say get it out the mud, that's really because, Oh, yeah, definitely. You man. know, like you said, if they're off in a little, if you're a lack of better words, like shanty towns. Yeah, correct. They lack yep. resources. Correct. You know, correct. so to yeah, like you said, in order to get over that hurdle and then get out of Sierra Leone itself, right? Like that man, that's right. a lot. And then to, right. to bust up behind and be an entrepreneur, yep. correct? Within the community correct. to buy tickets correct. to get every man. Yeah, correct. Man, man. I see. So, what so, you, so that, that hustle that from though, me, man. That that rubbed off on me. Yeah. Hard. Um. Now, 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 it rubbed off on me in multiple ways. Um, I'm actually a nurse by trade. Okay. I went to nursing school, graduated, I'm a licensed vocational nurse. Um, and I was heavily influenced by my mother, her siblings and everybody else, because again, these people came literally from nothing. Yeah. And for them, a nursing is the easiest job that they could have gotten here with no prior, you know, I would say no prior education, but minimal education per se. Yeah. Uh, it provided a great income. Yep. which was a thousand times more than what they were making back home. And it provided that lifestyle. So in short, my mom was thinking like, hey, why risk it? Why why take a risk in trying anything outside of the norm that we know? And that's nursing, man. Nursing will get you to pay. Nursing will get you the lifestyle. Nursing will get you the, the security. Go that route. Yeah. And of course, with that influence, I did go that route. Um, but again, the influence was heavy on me because my grandmother's entrepreneur that was getting it out the mud. Um, my mom ended up um, using her license to own a daycare and, and, and provide um, help for children and things of that sort. I also picked up that bug as well. Yeah, um, I didn't really realize it. But once I really tapped into what my passion was, I dumped the nursing and then I went into the entrepreneurship. And my family, of course, they had to understand, but they really weren't feeling that. But I had to do what I had to do in order to really prove to them that I could live off this. And yeah, yeah. yeah every, 13 every, years later, here I am. Every big change like that, that's a drastic change. And it's always it's always going to take some growing pains, whether it's with family, yeah. whether it's financially, whether it's yeah. mentally, physically. You know what I mean? It's going to be some growing pains, but that's what you have to endure. And just trust yes, that sir. God got you, man, and just fly. Right. Take that leap. And Correct. Hey, yeah. yep. what was what was yep. the moment? What was the moment? What what was it that you know created a shift in you and the way you thought? Because like you said, I I, I watched some of your videos. You're like you gotta you know 
transform from employee minded to boss minded to business minded what was that shift for you what happened was this was it an incident or um yeah man um i'm kind of glad you asked me that uh, because i can sit back and realize now um that moment for me was being fired from autozone Mm. okay i was fired from autozone november 6th 2012 it's about to be 10 years in in five days yeah it's a 10 year anniversary i remember that day like it was nothing um i i so during during my autozone days the reason why i i stayed at autozone and quit my nursing job was because autozone was fulfilling a passion of mine and that passion was um cars okay uh everyone knows me man growing up um you know, I, you know, my young adulthood days, I had hooked up rides, Honda, Accords, or Lamborghini doors and things of that sort. I was passionate about cars and, 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 you know, um, I was passionate about cars and AutoZone allowed me to use a discount in order to buy parts for cheap. And I had mechanics coming in all day, every day to fix the cars that I would buy. It was like a easy makeshift operation. Yeah. I can be working. Yeah, out in the parking lot, there's a mechanic working on my car <laughs> with the parts that I use my 20% discount on. Okay. Wow. So I, I think I went, I think I went a little bit too hard on the discount, you know, <laughs> on buying so many parts. They were probably looking like, hold on, man, how many cars does this guy have? Abusive discount termination. Okay. Wow. Now, yeah, man. Now, now when I got terminated, um, 2012, I had my first son born in 2011. My wife was unemployed. So this was a reality check. I, I did have some slight investments. I did have my car business that I was aiming to build, but I was still one foot in um, corporate America, one foot out. So yeah. I really wasn't putting forth that full effort to make sure my car business was a success. But at that point in time, I realized when they told me I was fired and I sat back and I thought for a second, first of all, it was one of those stunned scenes from like a movie where you sit back and stare into um, blank space for like five minutes and I stared away and I said, man, you know what? I've been doing this on my own. I've showed myself that I can make this happen on my own. I am going to do it on my own moving forward. You know what? I'm going to embrace this car dealership. I'm not going to be down and out about me being fired and having a guaranteed paycheck coming from AutoZone because obviously it's not that guaranteed if they could snatch it from me at any point in time. Right. And that's when I realized that I do have a passion for hustling and I'm going to maximize it now. Growing up, um, growing up, Nipsey's older brother and I were like the candy man at school. Okay. You know, we would go to Smart and Final and buy a pack of suckers for $10. And by the end of the school day, we would have made $30 and we'd continue that process. Continue, And I loved it then. But again, I was I was influenced into nursing, influenced to these other lanes. That basis of what I loved, what I was passionate about, I truly didn't tap in on that. So okay. now, fire from AutoZone. I love selling candy. Um, I love selling cars. I love this. I love this. So you know what? Let me chase this one hundred percent. And I chased that one hundred percent. I grew the car business. Um, one year, I did. I did forty vehicles. In about a two-month span, tax season. Wow. um, Yeah, tax season. So, yeah, eight weeks, I did about five cars a week. So, this was was a used car business. 
Yes. And you were basically getting these used cars, getting from the auction, from the auction, yep. getting these mechanics to fix yep. them up for you. Yeah. Basically serving them off. Yep. I'm getting the parts <laughs> for 20% off. So that's 20% hidden, 20% more money hit my bottom line. You know, I had a cool little operation, man. Yeah. And yeah. And then I would, um, you know, so, so I ended up, um, pursuing that full time and I actually grew the business. Uh, however, a card, it was really seasonal. Okay. <laughs> At this point in time, I had my second son here. Now I had already moved out the city. Um, I'm growing my business. Now I had a second son on the way, but I realized, okay, I'm making, I'm making this good amount of cash January, February, March mm -hmm. prime tax season. But from March to December, if I didn't save that money or do the right things with that, it'll be dwindled. Oh, I think we might've lost him. You still there? All right, we'll get him back. Don't even worry about it, y'all. Let me see. Let me just have him call back in. All right, we'll get him back real quick. He'll call back in. Listen, I hope y'all are getting this game, all right? This is a lot of game he's dropping about just being, about perseverance and just hustling and believing in yourself. Life circumstances, man, they happen. These nine to fives are not promised. If it's for you, cool. Not saying it's a bad thing. Some people just want to work a nine to five go home, live their lives. Other people just have other, you know, more aspiration to do more. Both sides of the fence is equally good. You can take care of your family, take care of yourself. Let me get it back in. I just got him back on the line. Let's go. Let me see. Yeah. Got me? Yep, I got you back in there. Sorry about the technical difficulties, guys. No, it's all good. You know, the I devil was gonna try to stop this shine, man, but we're gonna give this game no matter what. I was holding <laughs> them down. I was giving a little, a little recap. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no doubt, no doubt, man, no doubt. So yeah. yeah, continuing on, card. You know, the business was really seasonal, um, and and to cut that long story short, I realized that I needed something a little bit more concrete. Okay. How can I still? How can I still work for myself? but have a guaranteed flow year long of business. Yeah. And that median was franchising. I'm controlling myself, but at the same time, that logo on the door is bringing me in consistent traffic that I can be able to base my life expenses on and lifestyle around when yeah. it's consistent, it's consistent. So that's when I started, that's when I started putting effort into research and franchising. And my first franchise model that I wanted to get into was a cleaning franchise. Okay. You know, you see, you see, you see these people walking into corporate buildings, banks after hours. They yeah. have the vacuum backpacks on. Yeah. Like I was going to buy King, some right? volume of that. Yeah, Janny King. Um, out here, I was going to explore um, OpenWorks. Okay. Janny King was a big boy, you know. So OpenWorks is a little bit, you know, lower. Um, so I was going to explore them. I did actually get a franchise disclosure from Janny King as well, too, though. Okay. Um, so I started doing that research card, and 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 one day. Um, I don't remember what exact day this was, but I'd already started gaining a lot more knowledge on the franchise model and the way franchises work. So going to sleep one night, I remember it was like 3 a.m. in the morning. Mm -hmm. And all I kept hearing was Subway, 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 <laughs> Subway. So it was literally like that, man. That's I'm crazy. like, no. Nah. So I woke up out of bed, shook my head like, no, nah, hold on, man. Like. You know, I can't shake this thought out of my mind. There's no, you know, the whole house is shut down. It's 3 a.m. My yeah. kids are asleep. My wife's asleep. Everything's done. 
and then I, I go back to sleep and subway just keeps ringing in my brain so then i just say you know what man i woke up took my phone off the nightstand and i googled subway franchise requirements i already had a little background from jenny king and open works so i looked at the requirements i can make this happen i can make this happen i know this i can i can work on this so you know what man it doesn't hurt global fortune 500 company it sounds like a wild dream but i just had a wild dream with his name being told to me right. 50 times send an application and i mean we made it you know it was it was it was god's plan from there sent an application went through my entire process it took me about 10 months um there's a lot of back and forth on setting up the deal and things that i saw a lot of shopping you know yeah. you shopping for these things like you shop for tomatoes at the grocery store and uh we made it happen man wow yeah that's crazy just yeah, so man. okay so for someone yes, to know like details basically we ain't gonna get okay. too deep okay. but from, from cool. step one you just okay. request is it that you just request an application and they basically have to approve you look at your assets or look at what you got no how, how does so, that work so, yeah yeah you go a little bit you you go a little bit deeper um at your interview this okay. application now is pretty much saying hey i'm willing to hear more from you guys send me a franchise disclosure document okay they take the basic information that you put in that application to determine whether you're worthy of a franchise disclosure document or not okay you know how much how much money do you have say five dollars how much do you revenue five dollars yeah you know what hey sorry rafael you know you don't meet the qualifications we're yeah. not sending you a franchise disclosure document it's called the fdd i'm talking about this is a book card that's um some concepts are a thousand pages deep I think my subway one was 500 pages deep, you know, and this breaks down every single detail of the franchise. Okay. So okay. I got that in the mail. Um, and then next steps is after, after you hold it, you need to hold it for a holding period. Okay. I'm in California. So they have strict laws protecting the franchisor and the franchisee. So okay. they make sure that we hold that document with no changes for at least 10 days. Okay. So Subway won't Subway wouldn't hit me up until after 10 days of the receipt of my delivery of the FDD. So I held it for that long, boom, I get an email asking me to come in for an interview. Okay. Okay. Uh actually sorry, sorry. First step is I'm taking a Wonderlick exam. Okay. So so they they'll call me in saying, "Hey, come do a test. Let's make sure that you're even you know, you're even mentally comprehensive to where you 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 can deal with math, basic English, number yeah. counting, problem solving, and so so they call it a wonderlick exam. And this exam is what sport players, specifically yeah. NFL players, NFL. have to yep. take. Yep, exactly. So I went in and took the wonderlick exam, blew that out the water, man. Passed that with flying colors. They said that they've never seeing those types of results you know what i'm saying i don't know if they were gassing me or what but i definitely got a phone call two days later calling me in for an interview this is when you coming in i mean from my experience this is when i'm coming in suited up um i'm coming in the family man i'm coming in with all my attributes to show right. because this is that this is not me talking to a computer that's unbiased this is me talking to a human being that has all types of biases against me or can create biases against me. So I need to win this process over with, with ease. So I went in suited up, um, 
fully tailored suit, smelling good, looking good, fresh haircut, everything of the sort. Um, and I had to go in and prove myself. You know, this interview would allow me to access the world of wealth that I've never been able to access before. So I need to make sure I come fully correct to this. Um, went in, killed that interview. After that, you get an approval letter. It's kind of like an award saying you're approved. And you can take that and show it to other franchisees that are selling their locations or selling their assets. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much like a pass to say, yes, you can talk to me about selling your assets. And I'm shopping around looking for whose asset makes the most sense for me. And then, you know, the process continues after that, man. But okay. that's that's where it starts, man. Application, receiving that franchise disclosure document. Um, I suggest you really do read through it. Um, I winged it. I didn't have mentorship in the beginning of my process, in the beginning of my journey. Um, so I didn't read through the fine print. I had to learn as I went along. But um, I held that, then went in, killed the Wonderlick exam. Then went in and killed the interview. You got to have that confidence. You got to transform your mindset from that employee base to that employer. And it's boss to boss talking now. Yes, you you, you know, you, you, you're representing Subway. I'm representing Ralph Diesel's car dealership. There's right. no difference here. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, that, that's, that's, that was my process in the very beginning. That's how it started. Dope, dope. Um, yeah, BTG over here, transportation says, where did you get the money from? Well, I can answer that. He had the car dealership. Okay. He was he of was course. good on the car, car dealership, huh. and he managed his finances correctly. So, of course. Yeah. So I can tap in on that as well, too, because, car that's actually a great question. And great question um, 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 to, to the dealership that asked that. Um, I, 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 really, I really got that money for my first franchise using group economics. And that's a major key. You know, it's rare and, and all of my all of my partners are my brothers. Yeah. You know, that's really rare. They always say, man, don't do business with your family, don't do business with friends, things of that sort. They also say you can't do business with your own kind. I've broken that I've broken that stigma. You know, I practice group economics for my split. Yes, I definitely had to save up enough. You know, these aren't these franchises aren't cheap. That's another, yeah. you know, stigma that goes on in our community. They see a franchise fee and they feel like that's what the franchise costs. Yeah. No, that franchise fee is pretty much allowing them to let you use their logo and the rights to it. That's all it is. Pay me 15,000, pay me 30,000 to use my logo. Yeah. Oh, you want to buy this asset in downtown Atlanta, 2,500 square feet, pulling in this much revenue a month, a, a week. Yeah, you're going to have to pay a pretty penny for that. So the asset itself is a totally different price point from the actual franchise fee. fee yeah. So I practice group economics. Um, I know I know a lot more now. I've learned a lot more being in business for five years, being a franchisee for almost five years that, yes, financing is available in these lanes. This bank finances this type of franchise. This bank franchises this type of franchise. You know what? Let me go utilize my business credit mm -hmm. and use that in order to put down on a franchise. I, I know there's multiple financing options now, and yeah. a lot of our a lot of our people are lost because they see a gas station that costs a million dollars. Oh, that's just a wild dream. I'll never be able to own that. And they drive right past. Uh, do you know your options? 
Right. You know that Wells Fargo will beg you to take a loan to buy that gas station <laughs> so that they know they're going to be making interest payments for the next 20 years off of you. That's how they make money. Exactly. You know, so once I realized that, that's when I said, okay, my next acquisitions, I'll probably utilize financing versus group economics. But that was a great question. I actually used group economics on my first deal. I want to say two things on that. So yes, the person that's driving past that, that gas station has and says, oh, I can never get that. They need to stop thinking small and think big because on, course, the side, on the flip side of that, the lender, that million dollars right. is small to them. Yep, correct. So you got to think big because what you're going to get from someone is small to them. That's easy for them to correct. get that to you. Exactly. And they're going to make an exactly. interest payment for 20 exactly. years. So, exactly, man. Yeah, but you know what it is, though, when you're not educated about money and finances yep. and how yep. to get it, you, you, you're in fear. So it's, a, it's an excuse. Yep. You know, it makes yep. them uncomfortable. And I'm pretty yep. sure we've all been there because we've all been yep. uneducated about finances because a lot of us that look like us didn't come from that. And we weren't taught that in school either. So we had to learn it somewhere down the line. But getting to that point, yeah, we get a little cold feet, get a little scared, yep. know, handling yep. all that type of money. It's like, oh, wow, yep. if I get it now, now what do I do? You know, yep. that's why a lot yep. of us will get a nice lump sum and just go splurge on clothes and George yep. stuff because we don't know what to do Correct. with it. Don't a Correct. lot of us don't even know what to do with an 800 credit score. We all yep. talk about, Correct. man, I gotta get my credit right. Got to get my credit right. Well, are you gonna use that cre- that good credit to leverage and go get some capital so you can go start Correct. a business for your family and create Correct. generational wealth? A lot of us don't know what to do with the good credit when we get it. Exactly. So you now you're totally right, man. And um, and 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 that's the thing. That's why, like, as, as, as in my program in my course. You know what that I just launched for franchise one on my first module that we're going over is mindset. We don't move past mindset until I see yeah. you. You you can think like me. You get where I'm coming from. All yeah. these things seemed unbel- unaccomplishable and 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 they seem so far fetched. But now and now I realize the easiest part was getting into this deal. The hardest part was staying on, especially yeah. through the pandemic. And I need to be able to push this out to our people saying, yo, you guys are you guys are surrounded by three out of the four businesses around your house now are a franchise. That's massive wealth around you at all times. You need to tap into that. Yeah. That gas station you go to every morning and buy that coffee and pump 50 on number eight. You can be making that wealth. That hotel that you stay at when you travel for work or when you go on leisure with your family, you can be making generational wealth off of that. And I've seen other races within this world, man, um, predominantly in this world, um, this franchise world, uh, Indians have a stronghold. Okay. And that's because that's because they position themselves to be able to, first of all, they gain the knowledge as to how this cash flow works in this game, this game works. And they position themselves at every point in time to where one of their own is in there. So when it comes to a banker, they got their boy some name that that's that's the banker when it comes to the 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 credit they have a person that's going to teach them the game on that whereas on our end you know we don't really have that man yeah so um that's why i had to make it a concerted effort man trust me man when i went viral especially on 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 my first location everybody was asking me how do you do it how do you do it how do you do it but I couldn't really put the information out there in a non-formal route because I would be doing my culture a disservice. This yeah. is not an elevator pitch. You know, right. I right. can't tell you how to run a franchise or even get into a franchise 
in an hour convo. It took me 10 months to do. Yeah. There's so many different intricacies and things that I saw that I need to explain to you to make sure that you get in on your deal and not just take a shot at it. No, let's yeah. guarantee this wealth, man. So that's the first thing on my end, mindset, man. That's one thing we need to trump on our end. And I'm gonna, I want to say something to that too. Well, yes, let, me double, let me double back real quick. Let me double back. So okay. I, I'm hearing that if you're able to purchase from a, a franchisee who wants to sell, that's kind of like a value deal because now you're going to get the building that's already built out for a subway. Yeah. There's no yeah. build out. There's no renovation. Yeah. So that's saving you money. The, Correct. The, the, the supplies are already in there. The machines are already in there. Correct. The bays are, you know what I mean? Like, so yep. am I correct? That's that's more like a value deal. So is that so yeah. let, me say, let me say this though. Do okay. they give you the option? They give you the option to say, hey, do you want to go and find your own location, build it out? Or do they make you purchase one from someone who's selling? Um within within my brand concept, within Subway, there's no more build outs. Okay. Um and let me break that down to you really quick. There's no more build outs because the goal was to take over 7-Eleven's market share. And they uh, did that. Okay. You no, know, there was a there was a massive push in the early 2000s where there was a subway popping up on literally every corner because they knew that they needed to get QSR uh, market share. They needed to take the market share from everyone else and own the actual, you know, own the lane. So okay. that's why they pushed out 26,000 locations. So now wow. There's, there's no need to build out a new location. The existing 26,000 that has the market share, let's tighten up on these. Okay. There are franchisees that, that rode the $5 foot long wave. That was probably honestly the biggest wave Subway has ever, ever seen. Those numbers, franchisees still eat off those numbers. And, 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 and $5 foot longs have been gone for seven, eight years now. You know, yeah. um, so so those people have eaten millions. They've, they've, they've invested the time. They've built out the locations. So now the beauty about the times we're in now is the climate has changed. Post-pandemic franchising is different from pre-pandemic franchising. They're probably not willing to adjust. They don't have the energy and wherewithal to adjust to the new way of operating the franchise now. So what better way to do it is you bought low. You rolled the wave all the way up to the high, and now you can sell it at the high, you know? Yeah. So it all depends. Now, the way you will structure your deal is I take advantage of franchisees like that. And, and, and it's kind of like when real estate moguls take advantage of, of, of recessions and foreclosed homes. Right. They come in and buy for the low, rehab them, sit until the market gets better, and then they, they eat off of it for however, however much long. Once the market peaks, they sell for the high. Yeah. So it's the same thing with, with, with franchising, especially within my concept. You want to buy low now when you have franchisees that are old and that are that are moving out of the system to make space for us? Buy those franchises for pennies on the dollar. If they can't sell, have them offer franchise um, um, franchise funding. Have them allow you to make monthly payments to them to buy the franchise. You hop in and operate it with zero dollars down. These are all keys wow. that people don't know exist. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, man. yeah. Definitely. So there's different, okay, different models, different ways to get. See, that's what I'm saying. If you don't know the information, or if you don't even inquire, yep. and you just say, "Oh, yep. I can do it," you will never Correct. know that you could jump into this business with zero dollars down. All you got to do is just pay your franchise fee, 
Yep. And go yep. in, and, you know what I mean? And yep. go and see what the opportunities yep. are. Yep. Yep. And, and I'll break that down. When we get to, I think like financing is like my fifth or sixth module. We explore all options on the table. I just did a post on my page um, showing the seven different, seven different types of financing options for franchises. You know, one, you can go SBA, you can go group economics, you can go, you can go private loan, you can go um, big three funding institutions from Chase, Wells, or B of A. There's so many different options. You can go franchise, you can go franchisee um, um, funded um, acquisition. So okay. you have all these options now. We see which one best suits you and you go in and take advantage of it. You know, maybe the terms for franchise, franchise, um, franchisee um, 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 for a franchisee loan, maybe that's not a good option because they're taxing, you know, 10% in interest. Whereas if you got approved through Wells Fargo, they probably only want 3.75 interest on the loan. Yeah. So, yeah, it was easier then. You didn't need any money now, but now you're on the hook for how long? 10% on top of it. Or you could have done the dirty work and got your credit right, which, I, you know, the resources is there. Got your entity right. And then went into Wells Fargo and got your deal structured the right way. My goal is to have people come into this game the right way, man. I learned a lot of lessons because I didn't have any help, um, but I stayed afloat because I had the right mindset, though. That's one thing I'll tell you, Card. I had the mindset, man. Yeah. I can see. I can tell. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, you you were groomed, man. You were groomed for it. To, <laughs> Definitely, you know, bro. Last though, for, for sure. real. Hey, of course. So of course. I know everybody would want to know this, and you don't have to tell me exactly. Okay. But okay. Ballpark figure. What does it take to jump in bed with Subway? What What's the figure? Okay. All right. Um, and and this figure varies. You know. Okay. Um, you here's a rule of thumb. This is a this is a key gem right here. Um, so that way, when you do go in and you aim to explore purchasing of a subway, you don't get taken advantage of. The rule of thumb is you purchase a subway for 26 times the weekly revenue. Okay. Okay. A lot of people don't know that. They're just, you know, looking at looking at it and thinking that it's just astronomical and you couldn't touch it. But if a, if a location is doing $5,000 a week, by right, you don't pay more than 130000 26 okay. times at 5,000 a week. Okay. Now you have a downtown location that's doing 20 grand a week. You're paying 520,000 for that unit yeah. because it's 26 times that. So you negotiate down from there. Okay. okay? Um, you negotiate, it starts at 26. That's where obviously the, the seller wants to hold that. You negotiate down to maybe 20, 15. It all depends on how, how, you know, how encouraging, how, you know, willing that seller is willing to sell that location, how hungry they are to sell it. The right. hungrier they are, the lower times you would pay times that weekly rate. And there's also ways that you can get screwed on that weekly revenue if you're not looking at the right numbers. So you got to look at the control sheets. You have to look at the, um, you have to look at their P&L. You got to make sure you verify certain costs in certain different places to make sure that you are paying the right value for that location, yeah. man. The but rule of thumb is 26 times a weekly revenue. Yeah, because I was going to say, you you got to catch the misuse of funds, too, because there's some people yes, that correct. funds in the, in the statutes. All right. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Correct. And what about, and I know this is, we can look this up online, but what about the franchise fee that you have to pay to Subway? Can you ballpark that? Yeah, franchise fee is 15000 per unit. Okay. Um. Once you start getting into, yeah. Once you start getting into multiple, I think they will cut five thousand dollars off 
each one past one unit. You can do a multi-deal. You know, you can come okay. in and buy a lot of five Subway franchises from me. I'm selling all five or or I'm selling five in this area, in this territory. Buy this five off me. So you'll pay $15,000 for the first one. And then you'll pay $10,000 for everyone after that. But you can do multi-deals. Uh, 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 you coming in as a new franchisee, I highly doubt they'll let you go past two. But I know you can definitely do multiple on your first time, man. And is that uh, an annual my, Mindset is key, though, Card. Managing two franchises in your first go, whew, boy, that's, <laughs> that's, that's some work. You got to get that mental right, man. Oh, I'm you got to sure. be willing to do 18 to 19 hours a day. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Got to put in that work, but, but it'll pay off in the end. It'll yeah. pay off in the end. Yeah. For sure. Now, is that an annual fee that you the franchise fee? Is that no? Fee? That's a one-time one initial okay. fee. Yes, sir. Okay. Now you do have a weekly royalty and advertising fund fee for okay. Subway. It totals up to twelve and a half percent. Okay. So you're making ten thousand a week. You can expect them to pull twelve fifty from your account on whatever day you have set. Twelve and a half percent weekly on all sales generated. That, that's that's pretty fair. I mean, that ain't, yeah. Yeah. You, you do have concepts with a better royalty fee. Um, okay. However, they do cost more up front. I believe yeah. Subway's royalty fee um, is kind of higher because it's more of an entry-level um, franchise concept. Yeah. You know, this is the, the cheapest and this is the cheapest and easiest concept to get into when it comes to food service. Okay. McDonald's, Wingstops, all these guys, yeah, they have way harsher requirements. So their, their, their royalty is a little bit lower, but for you to get in, you need more capital and, you know, you need to, you need more capital and um, you need to make sure that your operational skill is on point when you first get in. And let me ask you, do they, do they help you at all with any other operations, daily operations? Yes. Uh, uh, advertising, so, all that? Yep, yeah, they do. So that advertising fund that I pay into is why you see, um, why you see Beast Mode endorsing Subway, why you see Steph Curry while you see Tom Brady, that's, we pay for that. You know, we okay. pay for that weekly. That's where that, those funds go. Um, royalties pay for like my business consultant. I have a consultant that analyzes my business on a daily basis and will send me different things to do in order to fine tune and make my business even better. They come in and inspect my business. They inspect my locations on a monthly basis and tell me what to fine tune and how to train my staff better and things of that sort. So okay. that 8% does work for me per se. It helps me make even more. Um, but yeah, that, that's they, they do help with all of that. Uh, in order and and they they're gonna help you with that because they want to make sure that you maintain um, their brand. brand standard. Yeah. Yep. Sure. Yeah. Now, at one point, you were what well, I think you were the youngest multi-location owner, correct? Correct. All right. Are you correct? That. Yeah, I, I don't know as of now, man. <laughs> I'm five years older. <laughs> I'm five years older, man. But uh, when I bought my first location, that made me the first. That made me the first Sierra Leonean Subway franchisee worldwide. There was no other Sierra Leonean. If there was a Sierra Leonean in their system, they didn't claim Sierra Leone, so okay. it don't matter. Um, when I bought my second location, that made me the youngest. That made me the youngest black multi owner in North America. So you okay. see how it's kind of compartmentalized. It's it's yeah. North America, um, and, and I was the youngest black, and I did that at 32 years old. 
Okay. So as of now, for me to ask that information, that means that they would have to actually disclose other people's info and all that. They wouldn't do that. I tried to see the next year, like, am I still the youngest? <laughs> and they were like, no, nah, we're not giving you those stats, man. We just give you the stat now. Yeah, so. And I, I rode that wave pretty hard, man. I rode that wave, and I had traffic coming in like crazy based off that. To this day, people come in knowing that, um, a young a young black franchisee owns this. Yeah. But no, my locations were out here in Rancho Cucamonga, which is about an hour outside of LA. Um, yeah. um, and and you know it's on a they're on a on a, on a heavy traffic street, Foothill Boulevard, which is one of the main streets out here. And it was just it was easier to come out here and and build an empire. Ironically, this is called the Inland Empire, but it's easier to build an empire out here versus. Um, out in LA, which is a more expensive and, and, yeah, absolutely. and hardcore beast. Yeah, I was able to thrive a lot more easier out here versus in LA. So I was getting ready to tackle that beast, but you know, we we, more, we got we got it cracking out here. More relaxed out in Rancho Cucamonga too, man. I oh, like it out there. I used to live out in Sherman Oaks, so I'm familiar. Okay, so you know, yeah, right. So you know, man. Um, and man, just just those the times after his death, man, just. You know, had me shook for a minute. Um, you know, I, I had a best friend and brother that was killed outside of his location. So now this this time I'm actually I'm still working my shops. I bought my shops in 2018. Okay. 2019, March, you know, he was killed. So I'm very well still doing 12, 16 hours a day in my shops. And this was the most paranoia I've ever felt. Um I felt like, man, if they went, if they were if they're looking to accomplish something, they took him out in front of his shop. Are they coming to my shop next and things of that sort? Yeah, it was just a very weird time and, you know, really, you know, really, you know, evoked a lot of ill feeling out of me. And it just, it just motivated me to hurry up and work harder to get out, you know, work yourself out of the business versus staying in the business. And um, from there, it kind of helped with my mental health. And, you know, it allowed me to lower the anxiety, um, the PTSD and things of that sort, man. So, So yeah, man. So you're not working the day to day anymore? Um, no, I don't need to. Um, okay. I was able to expand outside of that, okay. and um, that's that's the goal. First of all, card, that's the goal for any franchisee. The goal is for you to work hard in the beginning and get yourself out of it. I yeah. mean, that's the lifestyle of it, man. It's it's mailbox money. You're supposed to be on an island sipping a pina colada, <laughs> but you're getting those deposits daily. That's the way it's supposed to work, man. Yeah. I, I wasn't buying myself another job. You know, I <laughs> right. knew that in the beginning, it took that initial work, but I wasn't buying myself. Why would I pay for another job? I'd rather go apply somewhere, have them front the overhead and yeah. pay me a check, you know? So, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's normally how it works. You know, you want to, you want to work yourself out of the shop and yeah, then they say, they you, say you should work it yourself for at least two to three years and make sure yeah. you know, everything's running smoothly. Everybody's doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah. You, you know what the numbers look like. And then correct. You, you know what the operations look like, yeah. and um, man, car, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get these gems, man. Um, that's that's actually the rule of thumb for purchasing of a, of a subway franchise or purchase of any franchise. You want to buy it depressed, you know, just like with real estate. You want to buy an old, rundown home that has that potential where you're buying it at a certain value. You're putting in a low amount, but the after uh, the after rehab value is skyrocketed. Yeah. You want to buy a franchise with an absentee franchisee. You want to buy a franchise with a lame staff. You want to buy a franchise um, that that has very low Yelp scores and very low customer satisfaction. 
because they can only sell it for so much. Why? Because it's 25, 26 times the weekly revenue. Mm. Absentee franchisee, bad staff, bad customer service, you're definitely not making that much money a week. Right. So you target those. And that's what I did. And that's okay. why I had to put in a lot of work because it did take me some time to turn them around. Yeah. Um, so I bought them severely depressed. This was this franchisee's last two subway locations out of 26. He liquidated his whole fleet and he took that capital and went in on a on a Sheraton hotel in Scottsdale, oh, wow. Arizona. Yeah. Okay. So that's the growth pattern, man. You want to start entry level here, but the big boys are the gas stations, um, the hotels. Yeah. Um, you know, though, though, that's where you really want to park, especially the hotels, because it's real estate as well as a franchise model. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's that's the rule of thumb. And you buy these assets depressed, believe it or not. How hard was it for you to gain the trust of the locals that lived in the area, you know, to start coming back in there, seeing that you had turned that place around, though? How hard is that? Um, It, it took some time. Um, The community definitely vetted me and the community definitely tested me out. Um, but I came in uplifting the community um, first and foremost. Okay. My grand openings were free six-inch subs for everybody for these hours. I'm talking about that's a real risk, man. People Heck know yeah. six-inch subway subs. I had a line around the corner card, and I, I kind of double-questioned myself. I said, yo, we got to ride through this, man. Did I make the right decision? Because this line is crazy long, man. But yeah. hard, man. Look at what I did. I, I let them come in and see that this store is cleaned up now. The yeah. staff is well-groomed and has a bright smile on the face. The lighting is better now. The signs outside are cleaned up and light and well-lit. Uh, well the sandwich quality is 10 times better. Banners all around. You know, I created that liveliness. Yeah. So that one grand opening, I bought it for cheap. I did a grand opening that probably cost me about $1,500 worth of food. But the residual after that, you know, the residual after that, you know, can be unmatched. Those yep. same customers that I reeled in stayed forever, per se. Yeah. yeah. And if they work in the area, where they going for lunch? Exactly, man. <laughs> you exactly. know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. They're coming straight to me, man. So I was able to win them over. Um, That was a lot of groundwork that I did alongside my partner as well, too. Um, I was in I was in the city offices. I was at the police departments bringing in platters. I was at the fire departments bringing in platters. Um, I was going to the local schools and speaking to the kids, you know, and they were intrigued. Oh man, a subway franchisee, you coming in looking cool with the Nikes on. Well, we want to hear from this guy. I was speaking to the kids. So therefore the parents and the teachers will come in and support things of that sort. Um, I joined my local chamber of commerce, you know, where other businesses supported my business now and I would support their businesses. So these are all things that I did within the community to win their trust over, um, but second of all, were great market employees in order to, to bring in that traffic. Man, I fed I fed government workers. I don't know if you remember back in 2019, there was a, when the government shut down, you know, there was no, yeah. Uh, I guess, yeah, there nobody approved the funding for the next, you know, year or whatever. So the government was shut down. Government employees had no job. I fed them for a day, you know. Um, I was the only subway that did that, to do that. And it got major press. Business Insider Daily, Subway out in California feeds government workers. While everyone's backing out on them, he stepped up, you know, got that press. And that press converted to traffic, man. So Absolutely. I'm sure it did. Man, that's amazing, brother. That's amazing. (laughs) Speak about, um, speak about, speak. you said join, join the, um, 
Chamber of Chamber Commerce. Of Com- explain sure. that. Explain what that means to people. Okay, so uh, your local Chamber of Commerce is going to be uh, an office set up by the city that supports all local businessmen. Okay, so you get to when you join that Chamber of Commerce, you're in the same room as the person that owns that Sheraton Hotel, all the way down to the cleaning company that cleans that Sheraton Hotel. Okay, so that makes for great networking. They always say, Cardi, your network is your net worth. Okay, so now I'm in, I joined the chamber. Normally they have a fee, um, they have a yearly fee. My yearly fee for this chamber was $400. Um, but when I, when I joined this now, I got to get access to sports teams, the local sports teams. I got to gain access Mm -hmm. to the local hotels and things of that sort. So come on card. I'm a subway franchisee. I went to the local sports team, which is a subsidiary to the LA Kings, uh, which is the NHL team hockey. I got access to them, man. I had my, I had my location logo around the, the stadium, the arena. I was on the front billboard. So you see how I paid four hundred dollars, yeah. but I got to network with the sport team and I had my <laughs> logo on the side of the 10 freeway, Interstate 10, that runs from California all the way to Florida. You know, yeah, yo, um, you're dropping gems right now. And people and don't this, know this a, information. They don't know that, man. They don't For know that. Four hundred dollars. Your four hundred dollars converted $100. into yeah. however much in revenue from right. that advert from that free advertising. Exactly. And and the local big businesses want to be a part of this chamber because that's how they keep the small nickels and dimes coming in to support them. So my first deal, I remember um, joined the chamber. One of the first things that I I was able to achieve was um, one of the local targets. I got to feed. I got to feed a local target for Black Friday all the way through Cyber Monday. This is 30 platters a day, 30 platters a day times. $50 $50 a platter. I paid $400, but I did $1,500 in sales for four days straight because they didn't want their staff going nowhere. This is our money time. The more staff leaves, the less people are there to serve these customers that are flooding a target on Black Friday. So we need them to stay. What better way than to provide them with Subway? You know, not, not you know, enchiladas, things where it's messy and things of that sort. Yeah. No, they have individually wrapped sub individually wrapped cookie, uh, individually, uh, individual soda drink and an individual bag of chips. So I fit right in there and I was able to make that happen. I got in with the local sports teams. Um, I got to network with local schools. That's my, that's what I'm working on now. Um, when I was in high school, Subway was a, was a, was an option to buy for lunch. You had an option to buy pizza. You had an option to buy Subway. I want to be that option for all the local schools around here. That means that daily I'm delivering 200 subs per school. Um, day, so I still got my normal traffic coming into my door, but I have 200 times five schools being delivered every day by 10 o'clock. That's a goal as well, too. So I had to take a step out. Uh, Card, I'm not able to make this happen by making a $5 sub on the sandwich unit. Right. I'm able to make this happen by being in an environment like this and working my keyboard, working social media and pumping the traffic in. That was a true value. Yeah, man. Man, it, these are gems, brother. <laughs> free game. Free. Course, I hope y'all man. are getting this. Like, this is free game. People don't it's know this game. stuff. They don't know it, you know? And, and it's people like you that can help break down barriers for people. People got up barriers yeah. for themselves. Yes, and they need to understand that it's not as hard as it is 
in your Correct. mind to do this Correct. stuff. Correct. All you gotta man. do is just step out there and apply. Stop being scared. Yep. Correct, man. Stop being and, scared. And, you know, I feel like there's there, there there's there's not enough mentors out here to give this game. Yeah. And that, that looked like that, you though. Yes, exactly. That's another thing that looked like me and can trust because I do look like you. You yeah. know. So it's not enough of these mentors out here that are one getting our youngins in. Man, I should not still. If I am still the youngest black multi owner, that's a that to me. I'm I'm doing the the culture disservice. Yeah. Why? Because there's there's 25 year old kids out there, college educated, post pandemic that can't find a job that can become a multi unit franchisee by the middle of next year. Right now, I need yeah. to reach them and teach them. You know what I'm saying? They can definitely do it. And then I will feel prouder to say that I did create the youngest franchisee in, in, in subway history. Yeah, um, my first mentee actually, you know, um, um, was the youngest black subway owner in Atlanta at one point in time, you oh, know? Wow. Um, yeah, man. Uh, some, some things occurred to where I really don't you know, really don't, um, represent him per se social media wise because he did do some things that i really um don't align with mm -hmm. you know and, and as of today he's not a subway franchisee but i did create that you know with ease he reached out to me when i went viral i took him in um and i actually would do a post about that because i shouldn't let that show the world that i was able to help a brother and and you guys come my way and i'll help you as well too but yeah he got into his first deal he followed my every step got into his deal got in position to make this wealth long-term and, you know, he didn't do the right things to to hold on to that, but it did, it did occur. You know, and my but, goal is to create that's, the youngest. That's, that's a teaching point right there. Yes, it is. So you exactly. should share yeah. that. You don't have to out right. him or his name or anything like that, but that's Correct. a teaching point, you know, share Correct. that experience on how, Correct. yeah, you can get the tutelage, but if you don't do yep. the right thing, like you yep. said, mindset. Yeah. If the mindset ain't right, you're not going to hold on to it. Right. So right. there's a teaching right. point. Correct. Yeah. It's always, it's easier to get on Carl. It's easier to get on in this lane. It's easy. Yeah. I, I'm not going to say it's easy, um, but this part of the process is way easier. Staying on. Staying on. That's a whole nother question. Staying on and through a pandemic. Oh man. Come on, Carl. That's, <laughs> that's a whole nother podcast, man. <laughs> Yo, talking about, people, talking about faith and endurance. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, I yeah, already man. know, hey. brother. I hard, know. man. Hey, the chains, the chains were were this close to my door. The oh, chains were this close to God. my door. When you're dealing with a landlord that doesn't care what you're going through. Yeah. However, I'm, I'm, you know, my main traffic source is city workers, and the city is shut down. It's a pandemic. Yeah. There's no city workers. I'm literally not bringing in any any revenue. What do you want me to do? It has nothing to do with them. That rent is standard on a monthly basis, no matter what it is. Yeah. So I faced all that, you know, I, I've had to go through all of those things. I've had to go through the, 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 the initial, um, baby boy franchisee blues of not paying taxes on the food that I'm ordering and having them cut off my, my food delivery. You know, I've had wow. to face that. I had to face that where I get a phone call. Hey, hello. I know you're supposed to be getting your delivery today at 12. We just got an email from the state saying that your license is revoked because you haven't paid taxes. Please solve that immediately for us to continue delivery. Car, do you know how that feels? All, all I sell is food. You're telling oh me you're not bringing me a God. product to sell? That Man. was during the pandemic? 
No, this was this was actually pre-pandemic. This is this is my startup days. That's the startup blues. Yeah, startup blues, man. I'm not knowing that I'm supposed to. I know I'm supposed to pay my corporate taxes at the end of the year. Yeah. What am I supposed to pay? To, I'm supposed to pay a quarterly tax on every every sandwich I'm selling. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Cut me off. Oh. I had to get it. I had to go hard in order to get back jump started the next day. Thankfully enough, when I order, I order enough food to last me past the week. Yeah. You know, and having multiple locations that really help card yeah you know i'm out of bread white bread here i'm gonna go to the other location i'm gonna go grab a case i'll bring it right back yeah we're gonna have to make do until i can get this right i couldn't dare tell my staff that oh wait hold on boss is having financial issues on that man i'm oh quitting my. for i don't get my paycheck yeah man those are a lot of things i had to learn as i went along card yeah oh man. my god yeah brother <laughs> hey kudos real. to you man for real oh, for holding it thank you hustler Cause you, you figured it out and you didn't panic. Yep. You didn't panic yep. and you figured it out. And I'm sure man. you let, let God lead the way. Yep. It, it, of it course. Oh yeah. Out, man. And my faith was at the, at an all time high, man. I've hit, I've hit a Had number of lows in my lifetime. Um, but, but these lows were, and gen, you know, generational affecting lows. You know, absolutely. These, these, these lows that I felt were these lows, the, these hits that I took, could wipe me out the game and everything that I've built, my life savings that I've put forth into this, the time that I've, the effort that I've put into this, I've traveled across the country and had to do training for two weeks. Um, I set up plays by having Nipsey Hussle come out and we're working on this proposal here. Um, I, I have, I have the local, uh, um, the local hockey team with my sub, my logo going around their, their arena and and I'm closed. No, I couldn't couldn't allow that. So that that just forced me to dig deeper. But but they always say too. I know I'm coming with a lot of a lot of quotes, but these sound cliche, but they're really not. They say you can judge a true hustler, a true hustler, not by how much he generates, but by how fast he can bounce back from a loss. Yeah, the losses are a constant. A true hustler will bounce back faster from a loss versus flexing how much money you're making on daily. That money can be taken tomorrow. Yep. I just I just showed you how an email from the state shut me down. How fast I can gauge I can gauge your grit on how fast you dug deeper into that low and came out on top. Yeah. Those are stressful times. I could have man, you know what I'm going home. I need to sleep this off. I'm I'm going through immense stress right now. But what did I do? I added more onto my back and I dug deeper and I got my license back on the next day. I dug deeper and made it happen to pay that rent when those chains were almost on my door during the pandemic. And post-pandemic, I'm here, man. A lot of franchisees. Card. When I went through when I went through franchisee training, um, you know, they, they consider these like classes. So I was I was I was I was Q1 class of 2018. You know, there's classes that happen every month, and yeah. that was my class, man. And a lot of the people in my class were were really over me, man. They were opening up locations at universities. Come on, card, imagine that. I'm opening up a location on on a city street. You're opening up a location at a college. You have ten times more traffic than me. You're a big boy. Ailey. Okay, but when that pandemic hit, the schools are the first to shut down. Mm. The subway locations at movie theaters were the first to go. The subway locations in the mall food courts were the first to go. Now the city owner 
like me, I'm the last one standing now because I have traffic outside of a mall location, outside of a university, outside of all these things where they controlled my, 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 they controlled my, you know, they controlled my, my lifestyle, my, my operation of, of, of these locations. So even to this day, I will never advise my friend, my mentees to go and open up a location at a mall because it sounds good. Yeah. Don't have another shutdown occur. Because then your whole dream is wiped down the drain in that one time. Yeah. Correct. Revenues at malls, revenues at universities will never get back to the same. Why? Because online classes have have are at an all-time high. Yeah. Online shopping is at an all-time high. Amazon, Amazon made the most money ever during that pandemic year. You know, so those revenues now, you know, are non-existent at malls anymore. They're non-existent at universities anymore. You know, the new wave is doing online teaching. Matter of fact, self, self-educating yourself via influcators such as me. That's the new wave now. Yep. So why go buy a location at a mall and at a university? No. So, you know, what, that, what, that really was a, a game changer for me as well. To seeing we, that. What were we saying before, before the show about controlling? Yep. Being in control and not having to get on somebody or not having to, somebody yep. else dictate your move. It's Correct. Complain. Get Correct. your own location. Yep. Correct. Outside of whatever. Correct. No. Control it. No. No. So, so you know, being a man of faith, I knew that my steps were ordained from the beginning. Why I chose that? I had the option. I had the option of buying a, a location near a university. First of all, for you to get one of those big boy locations, you got to be connected in, man. You got to be connected to buy a mall location because those first dibs go to the big boys first and foremost. But I had an option of buying one close to a university and one of them was next door to a theater. You know, so prior to the pandemic, you know, I kind of looked like I passed on such a great deal. It's like when you hear these rappers saying that they could assign to, you know, Rock Nation, but they wanted to do it themselves and they passed up on that deal. And now... They, they didn't make it. It's kind of like that was kind of how I was looking. But then when the pandemic hit, I sat back and realized, you know what? God really got me, man. Yep. Wow. All your traffic would have been gone. Gone. And I wouldn't be on here talking to you now. There would be no franchisee Ralph Diesel. Right. So now I really feel like I have enough game. I have enough sweat equity. I've gone through enough lows. I've gone through enough highs to truly give you the correct game and make sure that you get into this and you really reap the benefits of the generational wealth that it can occur. Yeah. Yeah, man. Hey, man, if y'all are listening, tap in. Franchise one, Ralph Diesel. Give them more information. Tell them how to contact you as well. Give them your... I got your handle right there, but just, you know... Of course, man. Contact me on IG. Um, um, uh, that's the beauty about it, man. That's where I found card. That's where Kyle card found me. We on this now, um, via Instagram at Ralph diesel. Um, also you can hear more about, um, about franchise one one at my expert.com. Uh, we have a lot more on the way. Um, I'm actually aiming to get into colleges and universities card. Okay. Um, at card, I'm dreaming so big. I want this to be curriculum based. I, w- I want to get into the urban development programs. I want to get into the marketing programs. I want to get into the business. Uh, man, I want to get. I want to be a curriculum for MBAs, masters in business administration. Man. I got my own MBA out the mud, man. People pay hundreds of thousands for this. I got this out the mud, man. I learned this as I went along. So I want to actually embed this 
into yeah. curriculums across the nation. It may sound wild, but no one's teaching this game. There is no franchise one-on-one course at any university, man. Do it. Anybody could come up with it. Anybody could aim to teach it. But do you have the sweat equity? Do you have the the stories? Do you have the the experiences? Yeah, you can I answer. Have you can through? answer all the questions that other people right. that's just teaching that ain't right. been through the mud. Right. They can't answer Correct. those questions. You can answer those questions. Right. Have right. you ever thought right. about? And this is just an idea. Have you ever thought about this website called Thinkific? Have you heard of that? I want to say I've heard of it before. Yeah, Thinkific, man. Thinkific. You can put together basically an online class on there. Okay. And then you can, you know, you can put it on your website. You can put it on okay. Udemy.com and just sell the class. And that okay. right there could be the start of your MBA yeah, program. No doubt. Because no doubt. that that right there could be basically your resume, your your uh yep. your reel. Yep. To yep. present Correct. to people to say, hey, look, this is what I'm doing online already. Why not Correct. put this into your university curriculum? Correct. Yeah, so definitely. Think Gific. Think Gific. For sure, man. Gific.com. Yeah, man. I got it. I see um I see it now. Create, market, and sell with the number one online uh teaching platform. So yeah, oh, yeah I'm definitely gonna look into that. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate that, Jim, man. Thank you for, for giving sure. me that. Uh, but yeah, man, um, I, I want this to look different, Card. You know, I, I, I'm, the, 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 the professors of nowadays within our culture look like me, should feel Absolutely. comfortable looking like me. I shouldn't be judged by wearing my hat now, wearing a T-shirt as Professor Ralph Dizu teaching you how to create generational wealth via these Fortune 500 um, brands. Yeah. This is what it looks like now, Card. A platform, a platform like yours, are what new age advertising is. I don't need to go anywhere else to 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 help market what I'm trying to do for my culture. I'm helping on platforms like yours, man. You know, so th- the game is different now, um, um, and and I think that we need to be at the forefront of this and really showing our youth, showing our people that this is what it looks like now. Don't judge. Hop on the wave now, man. Let's make yeah. it happen. Teachers don't look the same anymore, man. Teachers are you and I, man. <laughs> At Be all. you. Nope. At so, all. And and, and and sometimes the teachers that what you think a teacher should look like ain't going to teach you the game. Correct. That's another thing, that too. That look like us. Exactly, man. Exactly, you know I mean? man. So And, and Carl, don't get me wrong, man. Um, In this world, and I, I teach this to my mentees all the time. In this world, we don't see black or white. All we see is green. Okay, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I know. All, all we see is green here. So sometimes you got to know when to put that black or white aside, and let's get to the let's get to the numbers. You know, um, you're gonna have people that want to collab with you. Probably can't stand the, the color of your skin. But they, but they know that this is a $200,000 deal. So you know what? Let's sit at the table and I'm going to smile across <laughs> the table. We'll make it happen. So sometimes, uh, you know, I'm going to teach that. You got to know when to put that aside. Yeah. I'm Absolutely. not saying put your values aside. Hold your values. But some, at some of these tables, it's all green on the table, man. Don't take it personal. Don't look at it as black and white. Look at it as just green and the numbers make sense. So let's do this. Absolutely. That's another gem, y'all. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, man. So, hey. No emotions in business. Of course, no man. emotions. Put them, you know. Uh, emotions, man. Put your biases aside. Get to the money. Pretty much. Yes, sir. Yes, there sir. It is. Let's talk about you being on the board for Heart Shaped Hands Charity Org. Of course. And let's get into your clothing as well. Okay. 
No doubt, man. Hardship Hands is actually a a, a charity sparked up by um, my cousin. But, you know, when things are a little bit deeper, you know, we, I'm going to call him a brother. It's deeper than just oh, an outside bond. No, it's my actual brother, Kai Kamara. And he's a um, professional soccer player, actually a professional soccer star. Okay. In my opinion, and and majority of the opinions of the people from our country, Sierra Leone, uh, you would consider him to be, I would say the LeBron. Uh, Kobe is a little bit older. MJ is a little bit older. You know, our age group is around LeBron's age group. He was like the LeBron of Sierra Leone. Okay. I'm talking about, man, you can't, you can't walk down the street with this guy just like if LeBron was walking down his street in Akron, uh, Ohio. Okay. You can't walk down the street with this guy. Security buses are pulling over. Bus loads are getting out the bus and coming to meet this man and shake his hand and crying. It's, it's like the, the wildest things I've ever experienced. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, so, so he, he made us proud, man. He was one of the first ones to really, um, he, for, for me, he was, he was one of the, one of the three people that proved to me that dreams, wildest dreams could come true. First was him um, that went to his dream was always to be a soccer player. He became a soccer star off that. Um, second was Issa Rae, my great friend from school who actually worked with on my clothing line, Royal Dynamite. We did a couple of collabs. Okay. She was the one that proved to me that dreams could come true. And third was Nipsey Hussle. This is my best friend that was sandbox and we grew up in the hood together. So for me to see him create wealth, out of the rap game, these were three people that showed me that I can make these dreams come true. So it was only right that 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 Kai his just like you know everyone has their their moniker and their slogan. His thing was the heart shaped hand. Every time he would score, heart shaped hands to the camera, and that's what he used to spark off his charity. It was only right that with my expertise with operations, uh, my heart for giving, um, um. My, my my knowledge on how to uh, on how to operate a nonprofit and and second just be his best friend um, within all this it was only right that I was a board member you okay. know I again I knew how to get to tables and we need to solicit this the, the, these donations in order to help these people back home we don't see black and white all we seeing is green right now they need to know that with what they donate will be written off the right way. They'll get the right proper documentation. It's my job to make sure that all of that is ran correctly. So that way we can solicit those donations and make sure that operationally is being effectful, is being effective, excuse me, um, um, to the children we're giving away too. So um, 20, 2020 was a great year. That was my first time actually being in on a giving, um, uh, on a giving um um, um, uh, on a giving camp that he put together in Sierra Leone. Um, again, me being operations, we sent, we took all donations here um, in the U.S., put them in a 40-foot container, uh, put that on a ship, shipped it for two months to Sierra Leone, and I was I was there in Sierra Leone to clear that container from the ports, transport everything to um, his house, his home, sorted everything out, and then we went on a tour giving away soccer kits, giving away soccer balls, giving away baseball bats, giving away soccer cleats, things of that sort. So pretty much use sports to affect change um, for these uh, these youth in need in Sierra Leone. So um, that's what that is about. Um, 
I'm thankful that he gave me the platform. I feel like I'm blessed because I'm, I'm able to be a blessing and um, it's okay. I don't need any pay. I don't need anything from that. I serve on this board because I serve the Lord, man. And if I'm being blessed because I'm blessing others, then I'm going to keep this going because I want my blessings to keep coming on the outside of this. So I get blessed in other places, um, but I use this in order to um, really give back. And I, I, I'm a great connector. So uh, with Royal Dynamite, my clothing line, yeah, uh, we actually that. collabed with Heart Shaped Hands. Okay. You know, and, uh, we actually, um, we had a, a very bad mudslide in 2017. And I was able to use my clothing platform to collaborate with another platform who I'm on the board with. And we gave, we, we sold t-shirts out, um, which are like what you guys are seeing on the screen. We sold these designs and all proceeds we took and we gave back to the people affected by those mudslides. Okay. Uh, we've given away, um, we've given away educational packages. We're a one for one brand. So for every t-shirt or hat or sweater we sell, we donate an educational kit to a child in need. Okay. okay. So we started in Sierra Leone. We've given away to the Dominican Republic. We've given away to Ghana. We've given away here in the U S we've given away to multiple countries all over the world. For every item we sell, we give that an amount. We choose a we choose a nonprofit to collaborate with, and we donate supplies or we donate funds to that nonprofit to affect children in need. Man, that's wonderful. Yeah, that's man. wonderful. And so, so you see how I even collabed it with the subway. You know, yeah. I, I'm going to take these brands and I'll piece them up together and create just greatness out of them, man. So, yeah, man, that's that that's that's what those two brands represent, man. Man, that's thank you for asking brother. about that. Yeah, for sure, man. You're doing God's work, brother. Sir, yes, sir, man. God's work. You're going to continue to be blessed. Continue to be a blessing. Yes, man. Yep. Hey, self-analysis. What's one thing you feel that you could be doing better or more of to get you to where you're going? I can be a... Um, I, can be, I can be more of a receiver for help. Okay. And a more, a better delegator to my help. Okay. Okay. Um, I'll be transparent car. Just, just even with this process, you know, I can do better at hiring on an assistant to handle these processes for me so that there isn't a lack of communication or, 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 or a standstill of communication between me and, and you, you know what I'm saying? Um, I can hire on, uh, an assistant to help better market my locations. Um, you know, there's, 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 there's different things that I know I can be better at. And the basis of it all is, is me being able to delegate more and accept more help, man. They say, if you want something done right, you do it yourself. Yeah. Uh, but I think, I think I kind of take it a little bit too far, you know, because it's I, hard, I know, man. Right, it's hard, man. It's hard to relinquish husband. when you when you've yeah, been in yeah. control and you know how you want it done and you know it's gonna yep. get done right when you do it. Yeah, yep. but correct. You know, you can't be everywhere at one time. Correct. So I'm learning that um, as things expand. Uh, Franchise one one is a whole new beast that I created. Mm -hmm. um, I am in real estate. I am. I do have a flourishing third, a two row business, car rental. So there is a lot on me, and I, now I'm kind of being forced to say. 
delegate and relinquish, delegate and relinquish. So I'll be honest with myself, man. That's one thing I got to get better at card. Uh, uh, you know, self-analysis, I got to get better at, of, uh, of, of receiving help and telling the help how exactly to help me better, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. And we all could use that advice. And course, we man. all could do better. At that. What about you, man? What same about thing. you? What do you same, okay. Same, listen, same thing, because okay. like I told you, I'm, my my yep. goal, and it's not the end goal. My goal is to take this to television. Of course. So yep. I need to, and I've started. I've started. Like I've started even using Fiverr. I started delegating. Some okay. All right. Cool. Fiverr, so <laughs> I'm throwing yep. money at it, you know. But yeah, I, I still need to get better at okay. letting people come in to kind of okay. shape okay. this to where it yeah. needs to be to take it to that next level. Yeah. So I'm getting there, but there's also other things, like you said, I'm pulled in several different ways too, because other things I'm working on as yep. well. I'm an actor. Yep. I got yep. other, you know, ideas and stuff that I'm doing. So okay. yeah, I need to, yeah. I, I could use some help as well, Yeah, but man. I had um, to see it. I had to see it through though, from, from yep. the start to now, because yep. I was in a position where somebody just fell out the, fell out the scene, yeah. the picture yeah. and everything just stopped. So I was like, yeah. you know what? Never again. Okay. So what were you going to say? Um, I, I was going to say, man, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad I'm, I'm, I'm forcing you to put this out here publicly, man, because you know, we, we don't have much time to waste card and, and what we really have here are, are, are prominent ventures that make sense, man. And, mm. and I would hate for, you would hate for me to not wholeheartedly believe the self-analysis that, you know, that I just explained and, and wholeheartedly take action on it. And I will feel the same as well too. Saying, man, card, card had something there, man. I just really wish he took Fiverr and Upwork serious and really brought in that, that those, those assistance yeah. and that help and all stuff and really took it there, man. So let's not take that risk, man. I'm glad you put it out there. I'm personally going to hold you to it, man, and make Please. sure you really expand this thing, man, most <laughs> definitely, man. And do the same to me, man. Do the same yeah. to me. You want to see me flourish, man. So sure. I got to put some things in place to do so. For sure, for sure. But well, when we get off air, drop me your of number course. so we can... Yes, sir. Well, yes, I got sir. your number. What I'm talking about? Yeah, you do. You do, number. man. Yeah, I'm, I'm so used to... Listen, text, I'm, so used to talk, yeah, I'm so used to talking to people in the DM... <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, nah, man. Nah, we are we good. We already locked in. So, of course, yeah. Of course. Definitely, man. We'll we'll keep in touch and yeah, put man. each other accountable Definitely. for sure, of man. But well, we might even hop on here for a part 2 and yeah. talk about how we actually worked on that self-analysis yes. and here we are. We that. will definitely do that. And then, you know, get an update on where you are and uh, you know, exactly. man, how how I'm looking exactly. and all that. Yeah. Exactly. Definitely, course, man. man. Well, look, I appreciate you coming on here, my brother, man. It, of course, man. We've been, we, we've been talking. I think it's my longest interview, but it's been <laughs> inspirational, no doubt, educational. Like you, Thank man, you're a wealth of knowledge. So, Thank you. Man, shoot for that MBA course, brother. Really, of course, man. really shoot for them dreams right there. Well, think Gific, I think, can help you out a lot. Could probably, uh, you know, when you automate it, yeah, you don't have to be live all the time. Exactly, man. And you still... uh, also, I got a gem for you really quick. Smart VAs. Smart VAs. Smart VAs, yep. You're going to grab some VAs on there. Um, these these VAs are on point. There's no language barrier. Okay. The pricing is great. Um, and they're, they're, they've been proven to be solid and not bailing out on you and you know not finishing up assignments, things of that sort. So okay. thank you for that. Thinkific. I got one for you. Smart VAs, man. Got Look you. them up. 
And if I, I need to send you an exact link, I'll send it to you, man. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm putting it in. If I can't find it, I'll let you know. For sure. Send for me sure. that link. Yeah, I got it. No I'm doubt, about to man. look that up tonight for sure. Of course, man. Yeah. Well, thanks much, man. I appreciate you having me on, man. Uh, no. Hey, my pleasure. My pleasure, man. man. Yeah, yeah. This that's is luck to you on all your ventures, man. Um, you too. And we'll aim to link with you. Uh, even before we shoot another podcast, man, hopefully we can aim to link up and break bread one time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And let me know when you come back in town, you know, before, you know, yeah. Yeah. Yep. We'll do. We'll yeah. do. We'll do. Yeah. Further notice, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, hit me sir, up. Yeah. I'm here. Sir. <laughs> I'm here. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, man. man. I appreciate you, my brother. Hey, everybody. You know where I'm at every Tuesday night, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here, kicking it with somebody like this. Yeah. This that man bit. right here, Ralph man. Diesel, y'all. Kicking it, dropping gems, giving you that value, giving you that free game, being transparent, just being human, and just spreading that love. Sir. Man, I can't, I can't express it enough. Thank you, my brother. Thank, Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. it, man. Thank you, brother. And for all the viewers in, man, hope you guys took these gems, implement on it, man. Um, uh, make sure to follow me, man. I'm giving away a lot of free gems, guys. You know, it's not just everything is hidden because we need to monetize it now. I'm giving free game all day, every day. Make sure to tap in. Uh, make sure to progress. Every goal that you have right now, it is achievable, guys. The wildest dreams can come true. Whatever you have in your brain, flush it out on paper and take it step by step and go out and implement on it. That's the best thing I could tell you guys right now because if I didn't chase my wildest dream, of getting in with the Fortune 500 grandfather brand, it wouldn't be. I wouldn't have been able to prove to myself that I can accomplish way more. It's accomplishable, man. Make it happen, y'all. Thanks yes. much. Yes. Cool. Stop being scared, y'all. It's all scared in your money head. making no money. Yep. It's all in your head. It's sure. a lot harder in your head than it is out here. Yep. Sure is. Sure Just get is. Get the tools and holler at people like Ralph. Of course, man. Of course, man. <laughs> for sure. We out of here, y'all. Peace and love, man. We thank y'all for tuning in. Love y'all every Tuesday. I'm right back here, y'all. Come kick it. Peace. Peace.